I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. This podcast is made possible by The Good Space. If you're a follower of our podcast, I'm assuming you're a fan of calmer vibes. In the same sense that people can dramatize the news, oftentimes the subject of spirituality and religion can be tense as well, which makes a lot of people miss out on the healing benefits that different spiritual practices can give. But I want to introduce you to a podcast that seeks to bust through all of those stereotypes and help you find peace in your life by carving out a safe space for you to explore different spiritual and emotional practices, free of judgment or pressure to conform. Only interesting conversations, actionable tools, and spiritual nourishment. The Good Space by Francesca Phillips is a calm, safe, and inspiring place that gives you the tools you need to dive deeper into your healing journey and find the emotional freedom you may be looking for. It's good vibes only. Hey, you guys. Happy Friday. We made it to the weekend. Hallelujah. Um, I have some really exciting weekend plans, um, three different things going on, which will all be really fun and just totally different. So and very special. Anyway, um, I have a ton of news to go over with you guys today, a bunch of different stories. So I'm just going to hop right into it. So first up, I have a Brian Laundry update for you guys. Yes, another one, two days in a row. So a press release was put out yesterday afternoon by the FBI that updated the public that dental records had confirmed the human remains that they found in the Carlton Reserve were in fact belonging to Brian Laundrie. This brings a tragic story mostly to an end. Obviously, there are still answers that the Petito family and the public are looking for, But there will be no big trial or even an arrest. That is, unless Brian's parents are arrested in relationship to Brian getting away or lying in some way to the police. There has been a lot of shady shit going down in the laundry camp since this whole thing began. So it is possible that they may face charges of some sort. A lot of people are throwing around different options and, you know, sort of rumoring or alluding to different charges that they might have. But people will also obviously be curious about how Brian died. Was it from the elements or was it an animal or was it self-inflicted? Sometimes it's hard for a medical examiner to even say definitively, but 
if anything comes out to the public on that front, I will be sure to let you guys know. I know you care a lot about this case. And of course, our patrons heard about this first via breaking news text message. So if you're interested in getting breaking news texts from yours truly, click the link in the show notes today and become a patron. So next up, you guys, this is a crazy story. The first pig kidney transplant to a human was successful. A few disclaimers here at the top. I am not a doctor, and I am describing these events as I learned about them researching online. I do not pretend to understand the science behind this at all, and I am simply relaying the facts as I understand them. So, Bear with me. Then secondly, I wanted to say that this story is not for the squeamish. So if that's you, you may want to skip this one. So this week, something really exciting happened in the world of science. A pig kidney was transplanted into a human being. And for the first time, it worked. And by saying it worked... I really mean more that it wasn't immediately rejected. (laughs) You see, up until now, that has always been the case. Cow and pig heart valves have actually been used to save human lives for many years. But scientists have wondered whether pig organs might work as well. And so far, they haven't. Until now. The transplant operation was performed at New York University. The kidney came from what they're calling a genetically engineered pig, and it was placed in a brain-dead patient with the consent of that person's family. They placed the kidney actually on the patient's leg so that they could monitor it best outside of the body. They then began tracking urine and creatinine levels in the body, and that let them know that the kidney was functioning the same that a human kidney would expect to following transplantation, actually better than some human kidneys do. The doctors said that this kidney worked immediately and pinked up, which is a sign that it was fully attaching and working with the host body, and that it pretty much immediately started putting out urine. Thousands of people around the country still wait on the list for kidney transplants and other organs, so this could give hope that an alternative is not far behind. This is obviously very, very cutting-edge stuff. It has not been peer-reviewed or tested thoroughly at all. But it is exciting nonetheless and is paving the way of the future. Congrats to this incredible team at New York University who pulled this off. What a feat. And for our next story, we're discussing a salmonella outbreak. So there has actually been a huge salmonella outbreak causing sickness in over 650 people. But if you're thinking raw eggs in cookie dough, you're actually off base. This time, onions were the culprit. 37 different states are reporting the outbreak and 129 different people have actually been hospitalized from this salmonella. 
If you have any red, yellow, or white onions in your fridge that you have not cut into yet, you're actually advised to toss them out until they can be sure that all of these onions are out of the system. They actually did track down the source of this salmonella outbreak, and these onions came into the country from Mexico on August 27th, but they still could be lingering around as onions can stay good for up to three months. The symptoms of salmonella are diarrhea, fever, headaches, body aches, and cramps in your abdomen. Like I said in the last story, I am not a doctor. This is just based off of what I've researched for you guys, so be aware and stay healthy out there, kittens. And for our final story today, female Afghan judges are in hiding. You see, female judges in Afghanistan had to hand down sentences for abusers. And now they fear that those abusers will find them to retaliate. And this isn't a far-fetched fear. There was even a female judge who sat on Afghanistan's Supreme Court. She did things like grant divorces to women who wanted to leave their husbands, put kidnappers behind bars, and more. And those men often vowed retribution against her. And they felt that they were entitled to that. And now, under Taliban rule of law, they might be. Some men even promised to find her and kill her. And now, these same men have been freed from prison by the Taliban and are calling her phone to continue their threats. These women are now confined to their households for many reasons and have added motivation to hide under the hijab. For simply doing their job and applying the letter of the law, these women are now in imminent danger. Before the Taliban took hold, there were over 270 women serving as judges in Afghanistan. But despite this, the judicial system in Afghanistan was still pretty misogynistic, even before the Taliban took back power. It almost always favored husbands, no matter what violence they inflicted upon their trapped wives. But these female judges were heroic trailblazers, championing women and protecting them from the bench. And now... They live in that same fear and peril that they spent their days delivering other women from. In fact, those same men are the ones coming for them. I wish I had some phenomenal call to action here to end this with. Some petition that could make all the difference or a tangible solution to work towards. But the truth is, beyond a few lawyers trying to get these women out, there isn't much of an effort to get behind or a solution to push for. But what we can do in situations like these is keep the pressure on. Talk about this issue, share it on your social media, and keep everyone's eyes on the treatment of women in general in Afghanistan. The Taliban have a lot to live up to if they're going to pretend to be a full-fledged government. And if these women are being constantly attacked, 
Let's make sure that they have to answer for it on the world stage. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, reality is created in our mind and we can change our reality by changing our mind. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.